Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life, because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a product of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about important things going on at their companies. And with us today, we're ecstatic to have them back. Darren Blaney, President CEO, Calvin Burton, Investor Relations at American Creek Resources, the company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol AMK. And for those of you who don't know the story, but they're not going to be a lot of you because American Creek has been making a lot of noise, the company's got an impressive portfolio of high potential gold properties in the prolific Golden Triangle of British Columbia, one of the richest areas of mineralizations in the world. More than just lip service, because a lot of guys talk to, like to talk about generalities. Treaty Creek has joint ventured with Tudor Gold, whose CEO, Walter Storm, funded a Cisco into a world-class gold mine, eventually being sold for multiple billions of dollars. Now, why is he there? Because mineralization, the Treaty Creek claimed, uh, lies in the same system that generated deposits, several deposits, for Seabridge Gold KSM and Pritium Resources Black Bruce Jack properties that lie immediately southwest. End of July, drill results were so great it warranted a second drill being moved onto Treaty Creek. And just a week later, on August 8th, Eric Sprott invested a million dollars in the personal finance. Here to expand on all that, Darren, Kelvin, gents, welcome to the show. Thanks, George. Great to be here. Hey, George. Good to be here. That all sounded pretty good. <laughs> Hey, you guys might actually have something after <laughs> after remaining patient for a dozen years. And, and how long you've been here. Hey, Derek, before we get into the drill results, uh, I want to really hone in on the quote you had in this last press release at the end of July. And I'm going to excuse for reading excerpts here where you said, we have our best hold to date at Treaty Creek. In addition to a major extension of the system in the Northeast, we're now seeing high-grade gold, silver, and base metals showing up at the core. I congratulate Mr. Konkin on delivering the goods. Well done. That tells me you guys are really happy. Before we get to the numbers, how happy you guys with the results and what you what you saw come out of the drills? Yeah, we're definitely smiling, George. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you know, that. You know, it's been a lot of fun lately. We, uh, we've always known that we've had something special with Treaty Creek. And of course, you know, we've let the market know that, but... You know, having Conkin come out with a really another world-class hole, our best one to date, and then I guess adding fuel to the fire, having Eric Sprott give his endorsement, and you know, he did his webcast talking about the potential of Treaty Creek, actually gave the market an idea of how many ounces we think we have there and so forth. Uh, that kind of brought it to a new level. It's one thing when I say it or Calvin says it, but to have Sprott saying it is a big deal. So yeah, it's exciting right now. I got to tell you, third-party validation for Gorecom is always a big deal because you always expect small cap CEOs and officers and executives to speak well about their own companies. But that right. third-party mm -hmm. validation, and if I can say it, because we tweeted it where Eric Sprott said he thinks Treaty Creek may have, or at least they're gunning for it, 10 to 20 million ounces. I mean, when he said that, that, that knocked me right off my chair. Let's talk about the results then because – 
the results only further, you know, the results came after Eric's comments about the 10 to 20 million ounces. So guys, help everyone at home understand the impact of this last hole, 780 meters, how it ties in with the last hole from 2018 and the step out of the 150 meters to the north. How do they all tie in? Sure, so this is on an area of Treaty Creek called the Gold Storm Deposit that they're working on. And um, it's been worked on for a couple of years now. And the last hole that we had last year was really a world-class hole. Um, It was about 563 meters at about a gram. And something that's really significant about that as well is that it's just gold right from the top to the bottom. It's not big sections where there isn't gold, that type of thing. It's very consistent throughout. That's one of the things that, that really, really impressed Konkin about that. And so, in fact, he told me when he saw the intervals for that and the actual results, he about fell out of his chair. It's one of the reasons why, <laughs> why he actually came out of retirement to work on this project. He's absolutely thrilled with the project. So this Goldstorm system is open to the east, it's open to the north. And uh, this particular hole that was drilled last year was on the very northern end. So this year, they started off with a hole that's a 150 meter step out from that hole. And uh, in Which that is a big step out, it is a big step out, but it got, went really deep actually. Uh, in that case, we had 780 meters of uh, 0.6683 grams per ton gold, and again, very consistent from top to bottom. Um, that, that's actually as high as the tallest building in the world, and, and the other hole is actually, incidentally, yep. the same height as, as the CN Tower. <laughs> Just to put it into perspective is how, how deep that goes in the ground. And <clears throat> when you have them 150 meters apart, you think of the volume that's involved all the way down. Uh, that's incredibly significant, uh, that hole is. And, and then there's um, smaller intervals in between where it gets richer, and, and critically, that's actually closer to surface. And so when you get closer to surface, you actually end up with between one to two grams in areas. And uh, the concept of this, and one of the very unique things about this, is that it has the potential to become an open pit mine. And and that's a very significant thing up in that territory. The other other thing, George, that uh, is significant about that hole is they also hit an intersection. There was some high-grade silver and uh, gold and so Mm -hmm. forth. You know, it, it's early stage, we still don't know, but I kind of got the wheels turning as far as, wait a minute, you know, as, as your viewers may or not be aware, Pritium's Bruce Jack mine is very close proximity to the south of us, you know, and that's kind of the way they started out. You know, they were looking for larger tonnage and so forth and hit some higher grade and kind of went, hmm, and you know, and the rest is history. You know, they now put a phenomenal high grade mine into production. So early, but that got some wheels turning as well. So just a phenomenal hole. And it's really worth noting that there are a lot of different areas on Treaty Creek that are highly prospective. Uh, Congan thinks there's going to be multiple deposits there, and they're not all the same. So some of them do look like high-grade systems. Uh, the gold storm is more kind of your average grade in the world for mining, which is about a gram. Um, but now we have a combination of the two where we have the high grade in the low grade. So that makes it particularly interesting. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. So the high-grade zones with greater intervals, how does that impact overall perception and development of Treaty Creek? Sure. So, uh, again, uh, for this particular section of Treaty Creek Goldstorm, which is what we're talking about, right. is, uh, with them looking at an open pit model, 
it's just going to enrich what, what they're already going for there. Is there a possibility of doing something underground with that? I don't know, but it, the more doors that are open, the better that you have a better uh, situation it is. Um, but if nothing else, it's certainly going to enrich uh, what you're getting in an open pit, just like those really longer intervals we have of two and 300 meters at one to two grams. You know, last year, this, this next question might have been a bit premature, but now I'm thinking I've got to ask, if grades are gradually increasing as the drilling moves northward, is it possible that Treaty Creek can compete with Seabridge? <laughs> you know, again, on that, referring to that podcast that Sprott did, uh, I can say that Sprott thinks so. I mean, Sprott actually compared uh, our stock price and our scenario to the scenario that you participated in with Seabridge, where he bought it at a buck, it went to 35 bucks. You know, we got a 35 banger out of it and really is referring to it as kind of another mini Seabridge or a Seabridge in the making. So he thinks so, and uh, he's probably got better perspective than I do even on that. You know, one of the things that uh, Konkin really emphasizes over and over again is he's referring to the whole system now. So there's something called the Sulfurets Hydrothermal System, which encompasses um, Pretium's grounds and Seabridge's grounds and the Treaty Creek. So it's, it's one of the most massive systems in the world. And uh, he talks about the rhythm um, of the system and the frequency of the system. So in this particular case, um, if you start looking, say, at the southern part of, of Seabridge, you have a big deposit called the Kerr deposit. And then about two and a half kilometers north of that, you have the Sulfurets deposit. Two and a half kilometers north, you have the Mitchell deposit. And then the Iron Cap, which is the most recent one that Seabridge has been working on. Um, and then... Five kilometers away, you have the gold storm deposit, you know, right on cue, right? And then he thinks there could be one beyond that going further north, and he thinks that there could be one in between there. And we really haven't done any exploration to the north of the gold storm, but in between, you know, that's where several different geophysical anomalies overlap each other. Huge, massive ones. huge anomaly. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest huge. one's on Treaty Creek, and, and there's a fault going through there. So... Kind of all the geo geology and the geophysics is showing that there's um, that really Treaty Creek has the same type of potential as Seabridge has uh, for scale and for scope. But one of the differences that Conkin has pointed out, and that is that the, the gold grade in particular gets stronger as you go north. And so that's actually one of yep. the differences is that we have a much stronger gold grade. You're up over a gram without having to include copper or molybdenum. The, the other uh, significant point that Konkin has identified, I think, which is crucial, you know, to understanding the, the potential of the project at Treaty Creek is infrastructure. So your viewers may or may not be aware that Seabridge's uh, CapEx is, is considerably, you know, it's, I don't know, that 5 billion range, considerably high for their KSM project. And one of the reasons is because where they're located. So there's a glacier and a mountain range they have to bore under or through incidentally going right through the heart of our Treaty Creek project in order to reach infrastructure on the other side of the Treaty Creek project, their tailings, pond and mill and so forth. And so that adds a lot of uh, expense, engineering, all those other kinds of things to that. And so we actually refer to the scenario as, you know, the, the bad side or the challenging side of the market or the, the mountain range and then the good side of the mountain range. And Treaty Creek happens to lie on the good side of the mountain range. And when I'm referring to good, what I'm referring to is we don't need uh, 20 some kilometers of twin access tunnels to get the ore out like Seabridge does. 
we actually can put a road in over to the east to access the highway, the very highway and the same infrastructure that Seabridge is trying to access. We're already over there on that side of the yeah. mountain range. So as far as economics and scale and potential, you know, we often get compared to Seabridge, and I guess rightly so because they're our immediate neighbor, you know, and we believe the trend continues right across the property boundary. But you shouldn't be comparing Seabridge's KSM to Trudy Creek when it comes to infrastructure. It's like night and day difference, and Conkin fully recognizes that and has been telling uh, the market that, look, you know, quit comparing us. We've got the infrastructure. We don't need the tunnels and such nonsense. You know, we're ready to roll. So I think that's another vital point. Well, it's a, it's a potential double whammy because we have the point Darren just made. And then if you have an open pit as well, that's the cheapest way that you can right. Yeah. Right. By the way, guys, for the benefit of everyone at home, in 30 seconds, we we referred to Conkin quite a bit in this. Tell yeah. everyone at home, you know, who Ken Conkin is in 30 seconds, why he's so important to this entire process. Calvin, why don't you take Sure. Care. Ken Conkin uh, was hired by our, our JV partner, Tudor Gold, at the beginning of this year to run the program. Um, he has decades of experience up in that area, as a lot of geologists do, but what really makes him unique is that uh, he was the one who actually discovered and, and developed the Bruce Jack deposit right next to us. Wow. Right. So when they picked it up, a lot of work had already been done, but he's the one who actually figured it out and, and made it happen. And so he has just a very intimate knowledge and understanding of the system that we're in, both uh, for Predium and also for KSM for that matter as well. So he's taking all of the knowledge and experience that he has and he's applying them uh, a good decade's worth of experience right there. He's applying it next door on the Treaty Creek property and it's really paying off. Yeah. Safe to say, I mean, what I, will, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he's really, really happy with what he's seen so far. He, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it either, but he is cranked. <laughs> okay. That's a great... you know, we, were, we were out at PDAC with him at Toronto, you know, and they had a booth there as well, you know, and, and uh, he's just flying, you know, and since then, of course, we've got this, the best hole on Trudy Creek and Sprott now has come in and endorsed the project and, you know, put a significant injection of cash in. And so Conkin, you know, yeah, that's an understatement. He yeah. is, he's cranked. George, I was up on Treaty Creek just a couple of week, weekends ago when I uh, spent the day with, with Conkin. And he really believes that this is actually the best property in that system. He thinks it has that much potential. And- Which is really saying- Yeah. Really saying something, you know? So he, he believes in the potential and in the logistics and the combination of those two. Um, as I've mentioned before, he thinks that there's more than just one deposit there, and this could be something really big for quite some time to come. And so it's that combination of things that uh, has made him so excited about this. And, and I have to say, he really is the right geologist for it. His brain thinks a bit differently than other geologists ha uh, do. And I've noticed that, and I think that's he looks at things differently, and that gives him the success that he has where other guys might not have. Well, that. well, if he discovered Bruce Jack, he can think any way he wants, and <laughs> Good point. better yeah. stay out of his way. And on that note, on that note, then let me ask you guys a question: Is everyone? I can almost feel people at home thinking this right now, which is, okay, the results were so good that you, the tutor mobilized a second drill onto yeah. on onto the property. Now, what does the ETA look like for the for two things for both the next set of results? And then how long will they be drilling for when you got to give you guys an idea at some point of, all right, the drill is actually confirming what we're thinking is there. 
Sure. So I guess uh, in the bigger picture, the, the strategy now is after that uh, world-class hole is to step out yet again. And so what they're doing is they got two drills there in an effort to step out from that hole. One of them is going another 150 meters. Uh, I'm not sure where the other one is right now, to be honest, but that's the objective. And be able to delineate that deposit and see how far it actually goes. So major step outs, aggressive step outs, and that's really what he's trying to do. And then uh, once we have that defined, what'll happen is we'll do infill drilling. So they'll go in there and punch enough holes in there. In the bigger picture, the objective here is to come out with a maiden resource. And so the reason why he's doing step outs and then infill drilling is so that at the end of the drilling this year, we can come out with the first maiden resource on Treaty Creek. That's where we can actually tell the market, look, we have this many ounces, this many grade, we'll have an inferred resource. And that really takes you to another level. You and I have talked before about once you get to the point of having a resource calculation, something official or tangible now, it really opens up the majority of the market as far as investment capital. You know, a lot of hedge funds, uh, mutual funds, investment firms, family offices have pretty strict mandates on what they can and can't put money into. Right. When you're, when you're kind of a pipe dream exploration company and don't have that tangible resource calculation yet, their policies don't allow them to put money in there. And so... That's a big deal when that comes out. And so that's the overall objective. It's not just doing a step out. It's having a maiden resource, a significant maiden resource that will really get the market's attention and really open things yeah. up. Well, and what do you think? Another, I mean, are there seasons up there in the Golden Triangle? Can you drill till a certain time, you know, December, January? So you got to get all this in. Tudor's got to get all this in. Or give us give us an, an December or January would be great up, up there. It's, it's actually the, the beginning part of October is is when things kind of freeze up up there and the snow starts to fall when it falls it it really falls <laughs> so right. uh so they have up until then as far as you know the next drill results are concerned um <clears throat> i'm not in charge of the program so i don't know but my guess is as they get more holes in they'll probably release those to the market and we'll probably see a stream of information between now and you know it's usually you know the first month or two of, of the new year is is when the final results typically come out right with projects like that. There should be a steady flow of assays coming out, yeah. like Kelvin says, for the next several months. All right, so guys, we're gonna have a lot of reasons to have you guys back on here. Um, <laughs> that's for sure, and I love, I love, look, I love the excitement, and I love the energy coming out of you guys, and more importantly though, what's really important to me is the third party validation. We don't know exactly what's there yet, but there's right. a reason why Walter Storms, Tudor Gold, sign a JV with you guys, a fully carried interest, by the way, and then yeah. explain that to people at home, how important that is. Then you've got Eric Sprott, you know, after right. seeing the drill results coming in for a million dollars personally with one of his personally held corporations. So your right. excitement, what you've always thought is there combined with this third party validation means the next six months is going to be a really exciting time to be watching you guys. Right. Um, Maybe just to address here, this fully carried interest issue. Right. Yeah, when we did the deal with Walter, um, basically the, the arrangement was that we get a free ride until a production notice is given. That was one of the things that made us do the deal. Of course, we had Walter Storm, the track record, the credibility, and everything went with that. But to have a fully carried interest until a production notice is given is a very big deal. And in some respects, I don't think the market has fully recognized the, the magnitude of that. What it means is as the drills are turning, well, for example, today, the drills are turning, they're running the program, I'm sitting here talking to you with Kelvin. 
We don't have to worry about it. We're not expending resources, effort. We're not having to raise money for Treaty Creek exploration, which means tutors are raising the money. They're paying the full shot. We don't have to, which allows us to focus some of our resources and energy on some of our other projects and allow them to do their thing. It's in good hands. It's moving forward, you know, in a very big way. We don't have to worry about it. And this, the, let's talk about the 20% for a minute. So it's not like, you know, you have a house and, and a real estate deal where I own 20% and you own 80 or whatever that looks like. The 20% being fully carried is actually worth far more than just 20% because of those reasons that I've just right. described. Yeah, you don't got to scramble. You don't got to look at the market right. for more and, money and, and where they can, you can get squeezed out. You're not going to get squeezed right. out. Right, and Sprott fully recognized that. I think the market at large hasn't yet. I think there is a coming time where they will, and that should be a game changer as well. I think people are starting to realize, wait a minute, these guys have a free ride to a production notice. That's a big deal. So I, I, think, I think we'll be valued differently going forward. And I want to add something onto that too, another thing that I like. It's not as if when you get your production notice, at that point, you're going to be paralyzed because some guys that get production notice says, okay, it's going to cost like Seabridge. It's going to cost us $5 billion, you know, to put this into production. So you better come up with 20% of that American Creek. Then you're, then you're yeah. paralyzed again. It, it's yeah. potentially, you know, you're on the good side of the mountain. Like you said, infrastructure is great. Access is great. It's not going to be that's going to terrify you. We're saying, how do, how do we come up with our 20% now? How do I find well, a billion dollars to cover my share? Right. And I think related to that, George, once you're at that stage, you're pretty far along. I mean, that means there's a decision that's been made. The economics are favorable. Feasibility has worked out. There's a notice that, hey, we're going to go for this thing. I mean, it's economic. It's a moneymaker. At that stage, it's kind of a different ballgame. You know, you've got, you've got equity financing that's kind of fading out. You've now got conventional financing being loans, you know, those kinds of things where you're not actually right. issuing stock to get that money. You know, and probably, I don't have a crystal ball, but, you know, in the past, we looked at other projects. What typically happens is the same outfit that's financing Tudor would also finance the other partners in the JV on the same terms. Yeah, of course. Really not a concern. You know, if we get to that stage, which I think we're headed there in a big way right now, we're happy. Everybody's happy. So we're not concerned about that yeah. at least. One other thing from, from Conkin's perspective on that, um, and, and that is that, Right now, there's kind of a lineup of guys that, that Seabridge has talked to. Obviously, all the biggest players out there in the world are very right. aware of the KSM. Um, and he thinks there's going to be a, a pretty big lineup of guys wanting to buy this before it gets to that right. stage, um, simply because they're aware of the potential of what's there and they understand the logistics and everything else. If he can put something together that is far cheaper, far less capex to do, quicker payback period. Uh, right. You can mine lower grades, all the other advantages that are there. Um, he thinks there's gonna be a pretty big lineup of guys. So there's always the possibility that it gets sold before it even gets to that stage. And, and by the way, let's not forget how serendipitous all this timing is with the price of gold finally <laughs> breaking out of a, you know, that 1300 right. ceiling, that concrete ceiling it couldn't get out of. And yeah. even yesterday, it took a brief hit, you know, when Trump came out and said they're going to, you know, delay tariffs for a little bit. And then it's recovered most of that. Last time I yeah. looked, it's the December yeah. futures contract is, has recovered most of that. So, yeah. guys, you're being rewarded. I, I want to congratulate you probably on behalf of all your shareholders and everyone saying you're being rewarded for the persistence and the tenacity you guys showed <laughs> to hold on to, you know. It's a long time coming, George. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you guys, uh, look, and you, and you deserve what's happening today. There's still a lot in front of us, so no victory laps. And by any means, for everyone watching at home, 
you know, there's still a lot that has to come out before before we know anything. But it's looking really positive, and I congratulate you guys for getting us to, to this stage and looking forward to having you back pretty soon from the sounds of it. Thanks, George. We appreciate it. You know, and uh, again, yeah, we're very excited. Things are headed the right way. The timing of the gold and silver market picking up, as you mentioned, really couldn't be better. And, uh, you know, full steam yeah. ahead. You know, away we go. And it's only August. Right? It's, well, the amazing thing is it's August 15th. Usually at this time of the year, August 15th, people like interview, guys, I got a barbecue to get to. Yeah. Someone's got a beach to get <laughs> yeah. to. It's amazing this happening in August. I can't wait to see what the activity is going to be like, you know, September 15th. Forget about August What's 15th. What's interesting, George, is on that point, yeah, I mean, usually July is kind of a ghost town in this industry. Sure. You know, our phones have lit up. You know, oh. we're getting, I mean, Calvin's investor relations can't really even keep up. You know, we're getting <laughs> congratulations from people. And, you know, what's interesting during the bad times, you know, you've got people throwing rocks at you and now they want to throw money at you. It's yeah. amazing <laughs> how things can turn on a dime. <laughs> Well, you, everyone loves a good comeback story. So, you know, <laughs> if they're your fans now, better better late than never at the end of the day. Great. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, guys. For everyone watching thanks, at home, you've been watching Darren Blaney, President and CEO, Kelvin Burton, Investor Relations over at American Creek. The company trades on the TSX Venture and the stock symbol AMK. Now's the time for you to go do your due diligence. Get to Agoracom, get to the hub, punch in the name or stock symbol. We've got a great profile section that really, you know, sums us up really great for you. Then you've got a link over to American Creek site so you can really do the deep dive, right? And then when you've done that and you've got questions, the guys have now launched a CEO verified forum on Agoracom, which means mm -hmm. you post questions. It'll be the gents actually answering them for you. You'll see the ticker, the, you know, the little verified, the little verified ticker, which means you know it's actually them. Uh, and that's fantastic access and to me says a lot about how confident they're feeling about what's going on. So go do your due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Hope you're as excited as we are. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you soon. Take care.